Let's open the Word of God this morning to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. You are opening the pages of the oracle of God. Amen. The Word of God, the written Word of God. In the Old Testament, the oracle was the Holy of Holies. Pagan religions have all had their oracles, various places or various holy books. And God's presence has been here in the world with Emmanuel and by the Holy Spirit has given us the Word of God. They are His oracles to us. Philippians chapter 3, we're in this house together today to remind ourselves that the life outside these walls is different from ours. Their outlook is different, their lifestyle is different, and ours should be different from theirs. And so I read to you the last four verses of this chapter where the Apostle Paul has been giving his testimony and describing how his past accomplishments in Christ he was no longer valuing, but he was pressing forward for the full prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, as verse 14 describes it. And he describes two different kinds of men that we're going to read about here in verses 18 through 21, and let it be true of us that we fall into the latter category and not the former. Philippians 3.18 For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto His glorious body, according to the working whereby He is able even to subdue all things unto Himself. Amen Amen and Amen. There are two categories of men here, two lifestyles, two conversations, meaning lifestyle, two worldviews, two outlooks, two perspectives on life. The first is in verses 18 and 19. They are belly worshipers because they put the things of their body, they put the things of this life, they put their jobs, careers, houses, families more important than anything else. They mind earthly things. And all of those things are earthly things. We're supposed to work hard in the job, but the job is an earthly thing. We're to love our children, but children are an earthly thing. That's why the Apostle Paul didn't have any. Because he was a very heavenly-minded man. And we always want to keep our priorities right. Many walk. Paul had warned about them often. He even told them now as he wrote this, weeping that they were the enemies of the cross of Christ, that they were to be destroyed, that God was their belly, and they were taking glory in things that should cause them shame. And the things of this world, though we might glory in them, and though the world might glory in them, are shameful in comparison to heavenly glory. It's, It's shamefully inferior. They mind earthly things. And so, brethren, we want to have the mind of Christ today. We want to gird up the loins of our mind because the Christian religion is a religion of mental discipline. And that mental discipline is not to allow thoughts that are displeasing to the Lord. 
That mental discipline is not to get caught up in earthly things, but to be thinking on spiritual things, heavenly things, our future things, the things of Christ, the things of God, the things of His Word, the things of the church. And here comes this group. And Paul's part of this second group in verse 20. For our conversation, our lifestyle, our manner of living is in heaven. See, there's one group minding earthly things. Paul's minding heavenly things. Paul was intelligent. Paul was driven. Paul was trained. He could have whipped. He would have been in the 98th or 99th percentile of men in this world if he would have minded earthly things. Go listen to him before Agrippa after the Jews brought the greatest orator out of Jerusalem, Tertullus, up to orate to speak before Agrippa. The Apostle Paul was every bit his match. He was trained at the feet of Gamaliel, but he didn't mind earthly things. And I want us to remember our priorities. I love seeing the professional trajectories and careers and accomplishments. And some of you have had fabulous years in 2014. And I'm thankful for all of that. I get excited about it. I stir you up. I encourage you. However, we're in the house of the Lord to make sure we're in verses 20 and 21, not verses 18 and 19. Our conversation, our lifestyle, our worldview, our outlook is in heaven. That's what we come to church for. To be reminded of that and to get our minds straightened out. It's brainwashing time, brethren. We've got to wash your brains from everything we think about between Sundays and get our minds refocused on the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven. That's where we're going. Everything in this world is running down. The world itself by the laws of entropy and you by the law of entropy. You know, we're, we're losing. Energy's to being depleted. Power and strength, mental acuity is being depleted. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our lifestyle is in heaven because we're waiting for the King of glory to appear soon and to own us as His own and for us to adore Him in that great day. Who shall change our vile body? This body is vile. If you want to exercise a little bit, that exercise profiteth little. Godliness is profitable unto all things. But He's going to come and change this vile body that corrupts, stinks, and needs to be washed, bathed, soaped, perfumed, deodorized, and so forth in order to be acceptable in public by other people whose bodies need to be washed, bathed, perfumed, deodorized. Because He's going to come and change that vile body into a body like unto Himself. And remember when the Apostle John saw the Lord Jesus Christ with His glorified body, He fell at His feet as dead. What a body we have coming for us. And it's the cure of every malady and problem that you have. Your health concerns are not the most important. You're minding earthly things to worry about your bodily health. It is down the list of priorities. Your spiritual health is far more important than your bodily health. And I hope that we keep that emphasis in this church. Lord, help us to that end. He will change our vile bodies so that they look like His glorious body because He's got the power whereby He is able to subdue all things to Himself. That's a lot of power. To change our bodies into bodies like His and all of them. And to change this universe into a new heaven and a new earth. Delivered from the bondage of corruption under which it now groans in travail and pain. That's our glorious Savior. He's coming for us. We come together into an assembly like this to be reminded Because there is no reminder of this outside these doors. We come here to be reminded 
to get brainwashed again in a proper sense of that word and to get our minds reset because we are supposed to be renewing our minds. We are supposed to arm ourselves with the mind that Christ had. May the Lord bless us to that end. Let us be in verses 20 and 21. Let us not be in verses 18 and 19. And let us help one another to be in verses 20 and 21. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us. Let us pray. Our Holy Father in heaven, all honor and glory belongs unto Thee. And Heavenly Father, Thou hast created us and saved us by the Lord Jesus Christ. So as we like to say, we are twice Thine. Heavenly Father, You have made us and bought us. And we are Yours. We thank Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ, Your only begotten Son, the perfect Lamb of God, the perfect Son of God, who sits at Thy right hand. We do adore Him this day, and we shall adore Him and admire Him when we see Him in the clouds of heaven. Heavenly Father, lift our attention, lift our affection, lift our minds from the things of this world toward the things of the next world, that we would be wise and not waste our time chasing soap bubbles beyond what is necessary and beyond what is good. But that, Heavenly Father, we would set our eyes and our minds and our hearts upon that which is solid and substantial and that never passes away. Heavenly Father, if we can see it, it's temporal. If we can't see it, but read about it in Your Word, it is eternal. And give us the right perspective to value those things that are eternal in the heavens. Lord God, save us from being belly worshipers ourselves. We point no fingers at this moment in our prayer, but to ourselves, save us from being belly worshipers by minding earthly things, no matter how noble we think those things to be. Bless us to look to the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the things of heaven, and a new heaven and a new earth. Forgive us our sins, Forgive us our sinfulness. Forgive us our worldliness. Forgive us our slothfulness. O Lord, and stir us up by Your Holy Spirit that we will lay hold upon the Word of God this day and embrace it, believe it, and put it into practice. O Lord, we pray for Your servants and saints in every place. Uphold them, deliver them, instruct them, guide them, and bless them with every blessing we pray for ourselves. O oh Lord, we would not ask for anything of ourselves for ourselves that we would not ask for others as well that are meeting in all sorts of places throughout the world with and without pastors, with and without brethren, by themselves, with others. We pray for all of them that You as the great shepherd, there is no limit to Your knowledge and understanding nor Your power and comfort that You will take care of all of them. Heavenly Father, for this nation, we do thank Thee. For our rulers, we thank Thee. We have better than we deserve. This is a wicked nation. This nation has flagrantly, rebelliously, presumptuously turned its back upon Thee in flagrant, profane ways and has pursued sin in a downward spiral of moral implosion against what Your Word commands and what even nature itself demands. Oh Lord, we have better than we deserve and we still have perfect liberty to do what we will in your worship and to do what we will in our lives. And we pray that you'll preserve it 
that we might continue to lead the lives that you have shown us we should lead. We pray for the peace of Babylon, but in her peace, we might have peace. We thank thee for the word of God, Heavenly Father. Without it, we have no light for our feet or lamp for our pathway. Without it, we are in the darkness of this world. Without it, we're in a famine for the word of God. And while that famine may exist outside these walls, you have fed us with food substantial from your word. And we pray that you would continue to open our eyes to behold wondrous things out of thy law. Heavenly Father, do not let us misdivide a single verse of Scripture. Cut me off before I would do such a thing. I thank Thee, Lord of heaven and earth, for the oracles of God. Only Your children of Israel had them under the old covenant. We are thankful that by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the blood of His cross, The door of the gospel was opened to the Gentiles and we have heard the joyful sound. And you have sent in our language, the universal language now of the world, the King James Bible, in which we trust for our lives in this world and in the world to come. You have exalted your word above all your name and we exalt it, O Lord. And forgive us if we have neglected it this past week. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness and remind us of its precious treasure and heritage and open its pages to us. Heavenly Father, bless this assembly and all that we shall do and the assembly to follow if it be your will. Grant us your Holy Spirit to stir us up, to guide us in the pages of Scripture, to bless us in singing and teaching and admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Gather us together with one heart, one mind, and one voice to exalt Thee, our Father in heaven, through the Lord Jesus Christ, who has made us blood-bought brothers together in the heavenly band and the family of God, who is named after Thee, O Holy Father. It's in Jesus' name that we commit this service to Thee and our souls. Amen. Amen.